Hey, and welcome to the Better Groups Podcast. We are excited to be here. My name's Matt. I'm your middle school pastor. We're here with Sam Skaggs, the official high school pastor. It's 100% official. How do you feel? I, I feel great. I think we're, what, four months into the semester now? Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. I, this is before the semester started we're recording this. I don't we're know when this, this episode's launched. In July. Yet. There could be, like, this major event that happens in, like, December, wow. or de- December and we don't... We're so, like, coming to you live, hopefully, from still the officially official high school pastor, Sam yeah, Skaggs, It could as well. be COVID part two that they're listening okay, to. Okay, moving on. We are joined by <laughs> special guest, Sierra Porat. Very Porit. special, Sierra Porat. Very fond of her. Um, for multiple reasons, but the reason why she's here is not because I'm fond of her, but because she's a fantastic small group leader, and she has a lot to offer. So, Sierra, everybody, welcome, Sierra. Honk those horns, thunderous applause. Thank you, thank you so much. Into post. So, I think Sam's got a question for you to start out. So, let's go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Sierra, we were just um, thinking today of all of the crazy experiences that happen in small groups, um, from unexpected blurt outs to um, silent kids. You have everything in between. I want to know your weirdest small group experience. Like, what's the weirdest thing that's happened to you uh, while leading a small group? Uh, Um, (laughs) So I, at least here, I've been notorious for having just a a quirky, unique group of uh, girls anyway, but that's always been the case. Like, ever since I've started leading small groups, wherever I go, uh, the odd ones just find me. Um, But the weirdest thing that probably ever happened in group was just, it was just awkward more than anything. Out of nowhere, in the middle of group discussions, a girl busts out her phone and starts FaceTiming uh, her mom and like gets in a fight with her. Oh boy. Like in the middle of group. And I'm just like, ah. let's have a no phone moment right now. And it was just, it was really weird. And I honestly, at the moment, wasn't sure how to handle it, except like, I just asked her to step out of the room. And I was like, okay, come back when you're done. That's great. Bye. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, it was fun. But that girl, uh, that was like her first time and last time at group. So I obviously didn't handle it well, but. I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> it I don't was know. weird. I'm like, oh no. Because you don't want to like tell some kid to hang up on their mom because it's their mom. What if mom gets mad? But also please don't do that. It, it's circle time, okay? Yeah, that's kind of a lose-lose scenario there. It really is. So you lost, but there was no other option than losing. <laughs> no other option than losing. That's my mantra. <laughs> All right, so today we're talking about something that I think you'll have good insight into, and that is helping quiet students open up. We've yes. all been there where we had students who we just feel like they're not listening, they're not getting anything, and I can't get them to ever really engage. So mm-hmm. please offer us some insight on how to help Uh, get quiet students to open up. Yeah. So this is definitely a topic um, that I've evolved into. Like I've never, I've not always been great at this because honestly, growing up and even now, I was always the kid in group that never shut up. Um, And I find that even as a life group leader, I have a hard time talking less. Um, But I have found lots of quiet children and they do tend to be in my small group. So I've had lots of friends over the years, uh, friends, students, you know, whatever you call kids these days, um, who are in my groups that really just don't engage. And what I'd love to do is just give some really quick tips that you can like implement like right now, like today. If you're on your way to group tonight, uh, this is something you can do that will just kind of like 
uh, just help the help the problem as it stands. And then I want to get into uh, kind of understanding better, like why kids may be quiet in your groups, and then give you some more like long term foundational things that you can do uh, just to help it as your group grows together and as you grow as a small group leader. Awesome. So yeah, so some quick trip, uh, quick tips you could do um just really easy everybody knows it everybody loves them except the quiet kids the icebreakers um there's a hundred ways to do icebreakers in your small group sometimes they're built in with our questions and you know you might have a weird question that you just ask the whole group and get everybody's input on or you might like take a survey or you might do highs and lows Whatever it is, there's some simple things you can do just to get everybody talking and to give those quieter kids an opportunity to share something in the group. Even if that's the last time they talk, at least they said something. You know, you don't want them leaving thinking like, no one heard my voice today. Um, but then there's some more unique ones. You can always, there's dice you can buy, there's cards you can buy, there's games you can play. Um, but if you just need something right now, you're like, I don't even know if this kid speaks, if they might be mute. Uh, I don't know what their voice sounds like. Then do an icebreaker tonight, um, today, whenever you're back in small group and kind of kick it off like that. Um, something else that's really simple and you might already be doing it is just directed questions. Uh, a lot of times kids feel uncomfortable just jumping in and like saying things like they might even still be in like school mode where they like raise their hand i have an answer to that question but you might just want to direct a question to a specific student um it may be like matt sam preach tonight about loving your enemy what does that look like? like what was your favorite part of the sermon or you know like sam what was something from the message that really stuck out to you so just saying their name and making a connection with them and kind of putting them on the spot a little bit and giving them a little bit of pressure to say hey this question is for you i want you to answer this question um, and then if you're not like me and you're way better at preparing ahead of time you can always write note cards so you can take your group discussion questions um, write them on a note card and I like to give those to the students to read um, so they might not be answering a question they may just be reading it and giving their peers a chance to answer it or you could um, mess you know you can make it a rule where if you ask the question you have to answer the question so those are just some really fast really simple ways uh, that you can implement right now just yeah. to help your students become more engaged in group I love that note card idea yeah that, mm -hmm. that's amazing um, just giving it like having them lead the group even if they don't like you said like if you ask the question then you answer it even if they don't answer, I think them asking the question is the first step to them opening up. Like you're saying, you'll hear their yeah. voice. They'll speak up. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's them answering a question or not, they'll feel comfortable maybe saying something mm -hmm. later on. That's, that's a good idea. I like yeah, that a lot. Yeah, thanks. Uh, all right. So and so before we like really get into fix, not fixing the problem, because these kids aren't problems to be fixed, you know, but uh, just to help it, um, help kids feel more comfortable in group, it's really important to understand several reasons why you may have some quiet kids in your group. Um, something I think is important to remember is that some kids are just quiet. 
and that is okay. Uh, so often at youth group, it's high energy all the time. You see people up on stage that are just like yelling constantly, and your small group leaders have all this energy, and everybody's so excited all the time, and some of us just don't vibe like that, and some students may just be generally more quiet than others, and I think it's okay to honor that, and it's okay to understand that that is how they are. Um, and later on, we'll get into some ways to still support them and encourage them to speak up in group. But just knowing that you might not be doing anything wrong and there might not be anything wrong with that kid. They're just a sweet, quiet individual. So that's the first thing really to remember. Um, another thing, sometimes kids are just awkward and they're just uncomfortable in this situation. They don't really understand um, what small group is. They maybe have never been there before or they're a new kid in the group and they're just insecure and they're uncomfortable in this new social situation and speaking out is a risk. Um, you guys have probably been in those situations too where uh, you just really don't know what to say or how uh, people might respond to the thoughts that you have. So they might be uncomfortable just because it's a new uh, situation. Um, another reason they might be uncomfortable is they may be in a time where they're just really wrestling with their faith and they don't really want to talk about Jesus. They're there for whatever reason and they're just, they've just got some questions and they don't know if this is a safe place to answer them or not. So lots of reasons your uh, students might be insecure or uncomfortable and so they just go mute instead of taking the social risk of speaking out or answering a question. Um, something else that uh, happens quite often, unfortunately, is just these unseen factors. Um, and you might notice this a lot if you have a kid who's usually really chatty, maybe a kid who last year they were like the life of the party and they were always like invested and they were like always asking questions and answering questions. And for some reason, maybe they've come back from summer break and they're just not themselves anymore. And now they're quiet they're not really engaging. They're not really investing, you think, in group time. And uh, who knows what could have happened over that break or for whatever reason your students come back and their personalities just seem off. It could be stress or conflict at home or in the group. That's a big one, especially with the girls. Um, you don't know what happened at school the last six days. You know, they might come back and they all just decided to hate each other and you just gotta get to the bottom of that. Um, and then of course there's, you know, some mental health things too that these kids are dealing with. Um, and we have to just be mindful of those. So those are like kind of general reasons why students might be really quiet in group. And then um, I think a big thing we have to look at, and it's hard as a small group leader, uh, you have to look at yourself and the way you're managing your group. Like is your group, is your personality, is maybe the way you're presenting yourself, are you kind of part of the reason why some of these kids are shutting down or not feeling comfortable? in your group. Maybe you have my problem and you talk too much and they don't have anything to add because you've said everything you needed to say. Um, or maybe you have another student who's just like controlling the conversation and you let that happen. Um, some, a couple kids who just every week they come in, they're always on point. You just let them, let them take charge of the room, which is great if they're leaders, but it might not leave a lot of space 
for other students to have their voices heard. Um, and then also just think like, am I creating a safe, welcoming, open environment with my students or am I doing something that is keeping them from feeling like they can really share in this environment? So understanding the kids, your students, why they may be quiet, but then also taking a look at yourself as a small group leader and asking, what can I be doing that can better facilitate all of my different types of students and how they communicate and how they feel comfortable and what we can do to make a better small group experience. Yeah, I think that's really good. I think it's good to um, really look at yourself and look at knowing, first of all, that some students are going to be a little bit quieter, but also think about what you can do to create that environment. I mean, we've all been in situations, maybe at work or at your school or whatever, you've been in groups and some people dominate the conversation, some people don't, but like trying to find a way how to manage that and how to create that space is important to analyzing your group. So I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at yourself is hard, mm. especially, yeah. um, I know like some of us have been doing this for a really long time and maybe nobody ever explicitly taught us how to be small group leaders. We just started doing it and never stopped. Um, so it's just important, yeah, for that self reflection and for listening to this podcast so you can be a better small group leader. Um, so after all of that, you know, understanding why your kids might be quiet, um, now it's kind of for more of the foundational, like long lasting things that you can do um, to help your students. And the number one thing you'll probably hear several times for several topics um, that we discuss here is you have to know your students. You have to understand who they are, um, where they're coming from, and then you can understand like their why. Like, why is this kid like particularly quiet? Or even why is this kid so loud all the time? Why are they incessantly talking? Um, so you have to get to know your kids to really help benefit all of them in group and help them to really invest and feel like they're a part of this um, part of this conversation. Um, another thing you can do as you get to know your students, uh, this could be tricky. Um, you can't jump into a group and start like pushing kids around. But if you get to know your students and you're building relationships with them, you can really start speaking into them by encouraging them. You can have one on one conversations and, you know, speak life into them and say, hey, like, you know, I know you're really quiet in group, but I know you've got good things to say. Like, I'm sure you've got you know, some insight that your peers can really benefit from. Like, I'd love to hear you open up more in group. Or if you have a really good relationship with those quiet kids, you can say, hey, I need you to open up in group. And it's kind of expected. And for you to really, like, get more out of this, I need you to start opening up more. So, you know, knowing your kid and knowing, like, kind of what you can do when you need to encourage or when you need to kind of push them a little bit more. Um, will help in the long run, help those quiet kids feel confident. And uh, that's when you, you can also, as you get to know these kids, you can use what you know about them, just like really basic things to help direct some of those questions. So if you're talking about a, a topic and you know that, I don't know, Jamie um, has siblings, you can ask like, Jamie, like, hey, how can we love our siblings better? Or if, like, Ryan, like, you know, he's going through something really difficult, you can help, you can ask him, like, what can we learn about Jesus in these difficult moments, you know, just like in the story we read about today. Um, so using what we know about our students, um, that is a way to manipulate them, but just as a connection point, so they know 
that you know them and understand what they're going through, but that they can also feel confident bringing out their own wisdom in the situations that you're talking about in group. So yeah. know your kids, man. So you're bringing their context into your question. So it's not just here's this random question, but here's your life and here's how it relates to this question. I like that. It's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I learned that from somebody really smart before. So there it is for all of you. Um, so after you get to know your kids, um, kind of backtracking and talking about looking at yourself is you need to know your students and you need to make sure that you are building a really strong community in your small group. We don't want you just to go in and have the goal of like, okay, like we're going to get in here. We're going to go over the lesson and talk about the sermon and answer these questions. But we really want you to like be building a community with these students, a lifelong friendship, a group of kids who love each other and can support one another in their faith journeys. Um, And so you can definitely do that. Number one, by setting expectations, like whether you are leading them for a week at camp and never again, or you are at a retreat and it's two days or it's your full-time small group, you need to set expectations that this is a group where we can be honest and open. I want you to answer questions. I want you to be invested in this group and really just set them up um, so that they know that you're serious and that this is something that's going to benefit them in the long run. Um, When our expectations aren't said, our expectations can't be met. Um, So... (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet that. Amen. I, I'm going to tweet that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, and then, again, you know, you just got to create an environment. There are some small groups where you, if I were a 15-year-old girl again, first off, you could not pay me. Uh, but there are some groups that I've been a part of throughout my life that I would not want to be in that group um, as a high school girl. Like, there's no way, no how I would be, like, silent, like, stitch my mouth up, which doesn't happen often. But you got to make sure that your group is ready and um, prepared to bring other students in. So if you get a new student walking through your door, uh, you need to feel confident that like, yeah, I'll take any new kid because my students are going to love them and welcome them with open arms. And um, I'm sure that's a different, a whole different topic for another conversation. But definitely like be a warm, inviting group. That's huge. Um, And then another really cool thing that you could do as you get to know your students and as you kind of figure out your group as a whole is in your own mind, not like out loud or on a chart, but in your mind, kind of create like these roles for your students so that you know what their strengths are and you know what you can really pull out of them in group time. Um, I've got one student, I absolutely adore her. She takes notes like a college student. Like if you're preaching, she is writing it down. Um, And so I know that I can like look to her at the beginning and say, hey, like what, what did you get out of this sermon? What was like the number one thing that really stuck out with you? And she can open that up so easy because it's right in front of her. Uh, You might have another student who's really good at encouraging. And so if somebody brings up a topic or answers a question and maybe they have like some hurt that they're dealing with, you can pull that student in and be like, hey, like, you know, Johnny, like, is you know, seems like he's going through a hard time. What would you say to him in this situation? Like, what advice would you do or how would you answer this question that he's having? Um, So, yeah, there's all these different ways you can use your students and their strengths. Um to really benefit the discussion as a whole. Um, I also like people who are kind of challengers. Like, you know that they're like, 
they're thinking about something and it might it might be a little controversial. Maybe they have a unique way of looking at the world. Maybe they're not like the rest of your demographic and you can say, "Hey, another directed question. What do you think about all this?" or "What would what would you how would you answer this question?" And that person might just open up a whole new door to another way to take the group. So know your kids and then kind of just assign these like little roles to them. And you, you know, like in this situation, this is the kid I can count on. And this is the type of question I can lead them into. Um, and you have a really dynamic, impactful group time with all of your students, uh, no matter if they are super quiet wallflowers or the star of the show. Yeah. I love that. I'm thinking of um, one of my students in my group is he is a quiet student and I've learned and he's kind of sometimes he's not really all in it. And so I've learned that a terrible role for him is sometimes you'll think I'll just make the, the quietest kid pray at the end. And then he'll come up with like the most apathetic worst prayer that just kind of like <laughs> poops on the whole night. That's how you end it. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, no. But I found out like he is a way better challenger and like. And like he can he can ask really good questions about what we're talking about and making everyone else think. Mm -hmm. So I think, man, finding those roles for people to play is so good was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Sierra, I just had a question. Let's say uh, you have a girl in your group named Claire. Okay. And you've done everything. You've done the note cards. Mm -hmm. You've done the dice. Um, you've gotten to know her. You've asked her about her siblings. You know, you you spent the time, but still nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you do in that case? Like, you've tried all the all the tricks in the book, you tried everything that you just spoke on. Um, like what's next? Yeah. Uh, kick them out of group is probably <laughs> the, no, no. You're gone. <laughs> this is not the place. This for is you. not <laughs> the place for you. We're going to try something else. Um, I think in those situations, it's okay to like take your foot off the gas a little bit. Um, sure. not every, I mean, it's so hard. Like I want my groups to go so well all the time. And you want all the kids to, like, I don't know, be these perfect small group mm -hmm. members. Yeah. Um, but if you really have, like, done everything you can think of, it might be just time to, like, let her exist and just, you know, make sure that she still feels connected and welcomed. Yeah. And uh, you may even, like, recruit some of the other kids in your small group and be like, hey, like, you know, do you guys hang out at school or just try to get some um, – make sure that they are feeling really connected because yeah. they might just – be okay with just absorbing sure. things. And so just like, well, I would honestly, I try too hard. <laughs> like that's, that's a problem that I have. And I think sometimes it's important to just let things be how they are. And that might be the girl that you turn around in six months to a year. And like, they just blow you out of the water with some really like crazy yeah. thought yeah. or question. Um, or maybe they don't. And again, that's okay. Um, because they just are who they are. And as long as they're still welcomed and feel really good and being a part of their small group, then good things will come from that. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Something I thought of as you were saying that, like, take your foot off the gas, I think is is a good thing. Maybe it's like we're driving down the wrong road. Like, we're yeah. trying to press the gas pedal down this road, yeah. and they're in a completely different spot. So maybe it's going down a different road and mm -hmm. maybe meeting one-on-one -on -one with them and making sure, like, are you connected? Like, do yeah. you feel loved here? Like, we love you. Yeah. And finding out, okay, this person is just completely content with being a fly on the wall. Yeah. They're soaking it all up. Yeah. And I, I had a Claire, we'll call her Claire, um, in my group the last three years we've been here. And, oh, my gosh, I've tried everything to be this girl's yeah. best friend. Yeah. And 
she's really like insightful and she's really smart and really sweet and she loves coming to group and she's just gonna always be quiet and that is okay and bless her heart I finally just had to realize that like I just need to stop harassing you (laughs) but she kind of likes it she kind of likes that I bother her all the time but um yeah sometimes you just have to stop trying so hard and just let them be who they are I hope that wasn't a non-answer. No, <laughs> no it, was it was great. Yeah, was just great. make sure that they're connected and loved, yeah. basically, at the end of the day, is what I'm getting out of that answer. I yeah. love it. Awesome. Well, Sierra, thanks so much for coming out. And we hope that you can use these tips and these tools to make your next discussion a great time at your life groups. Peace. Bye. Adios. <laughs>